What's up, my homies? This is Edgar otra vez, and I have a shorty for you today. Now, for those of you who do not know, a shorty is a clip from a previous episode that we took out of that original episode only to keep that episode on topic. So this is one of those conversations that got struck up during the original episode. And that original episode was titled 165 Movies That Need a Sequel. And if you listen to that episode, you know that my co-hosts are Not My Cousin Dan, Lechuga, and Cousin Primo. All right, so let's get it started. So would, would you do that TV show as like a Stranger Things kind of thing where it's like it's a period piece? You would do it in the 80s versus... Uh, I would do it now. It's you would do the it main all characters, up. it's their kids now. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea too. But you would have to let those kids wander. You're gonna have yeah, to let those not? kids run around. Well, they're they're our, they're us. So we well, so most of us let the kids wander, and some of us are more real protective. It would be kind yeah, of funny I'm if it was their protective parents, and yeah. the kids are like, "Fuck yeah, fuck my mom." I'm there gonna go. derail. Yeah. I'm gonna derail this podcast for about five minutes because <laughs> <Sure. laughs> I need to ask. So, so like from from a standpoint of somebody who's who's been in the role of parent to other people who are parents, right? Maybe Lechuga this might be outside of your wheelhouse okay <laughs> so we all wandered you grew up in the city edgar yep you grew up in the city primo i grew up in the city and we wandered same here yep. yeah yep. we we wandered okay there and i'm going to turn to you edgar first because you've got the youngest kids why don't you let your kids wander oh man because i wandered because I wandered and I know what kind of like nonsense happens out there. You know, there was gangbangers, there's there's drugs, there's shootings, right? We don't live in an area where yeah. that is common. Uh, yeah. So it's almost kind of like silly. But one of the things that we are kind of concerned with is kidnapping, right? And, and that's you, a reasonable concern. But kidnapping existed in the 80s, too. Yeah. And, but also there are more people now than there were back in the 80s. We have way more people now. We're a little more, there's more, you know, more of the bad element, right? I don't and know, counterpoint. Man. Population counterpoint. in Chicago is lower now than it was when you were a kid. Do you think so? Really? It's true. I know so for no, a fact. That's, that is true. It's almost wow. a considerably large yeah. dip. Like, okay. I think over 30%, actually. It's a huge dip. Okay, so here's a quick fact check. According to microtrends.net, in 1985, we had 7,285,000 people in Chicago. And in 2022, we have 8,901,000. So there are more people now. But the team is not wrong on the fact that there was a mass exodus. We had a huge jump in 1985. We got into the 8 millions. But then we slowed down a little bit during the 2000s. We were steadily climbing at 0.35%. And in 2018, we had 8,864,000 people. In 2019, we dropped down to 862,000. So we only lost 2,000 there. But really, uh, it's not just that. There was a mass exodus. Again, we were growing at a rate of 0.35%. When that drop happened, we went down to negative 0.02%. So, yeah, we lost 2,000 people, but we lost way more than that. Year to year, we were going about 20,000 to 30,000 people. But 
in 2019, we didn't just lose 2,000 people. We lost that potential of growing by 30,000. So Chicago is growing in population, and it looks like it's projected to hit 9 million in 2025. And for complete clarity, I'll put the link in the description so that you can check it out for microtrends, but also the source of the information that I'm getting from microtrends comes from the United Nations World Population Prospects. Now back to the show. So yeah. in the area so, that I live in, we have like the whole sexual predator thing that you can mm-hmm. look up. Yeah. There's there's at least two of them that live close by. Not that they would do something. So, but I you know, there's that. So you, you are illustrating where I was going to go with this. Yes. Go for it. All right. This is, this is where, because the boy number one was not particularly interested in wandering or exploring or getting out and doing things, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just not the kind of kid he was, but also his mom was like the, I don't want you leaving the driveway kind of parent, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I was not, but you know, I followed his mom's lead, you know, here's, here's the point. We live in an era, so so all of the same dangers and threats, probably more, existed when we were kids and we were wandering, and our parents trusted us to trusted us and trusted the world with us being able to go out and do stuff. And what are the things that didn't exist in the eighties that do exist now? They're all things that make the world safer for kids. Cell phones. There are cameras on every street corner. There, when, whenever you are out in the real world, chances are you are on at least three or four cameras at any given time. Mm-hmm. GPS exists. Uh, police response is faster. There are tracking websites for where the sexual predators are. Yes. Every, the world that we live in now is so much safer than the world that we lived in when we were kids. And yet we don't let our kids wander. Why is that? And I'm not criticizing it. I'm just, I'm asking the question. Mm -hmm. Why, why are we so afraid to let our kids experience the world? Well, you know, something else that exists now that did not then is a 24 hour news cycle that Mm -hmm. amplifies every risk. Because every risk is now, now it's in your head and it's in your living room and it's going to happen to your kid. Well, you I mean, know? it, it happens, right? Whether, whether it's, you know, uh, 10%, 5%, you know, 2%, whatever that percentage is, there's a, there's a slight chance. And do you want to have your son or your daughter be that 1% or 2% uh, of things that happen to bad, you know, bad things that happen to these people, you know, like okay. I do not, I understand. I'm not criticizing. No, I'm no, no, no. Asking the question. No. And, and I agree with it question. because I deal with this question all the time, you know, and, and it comes down to, you know, can I let my kids go to, to the park? The park is just not even a block away. Can they mm-hmm. go to the park? Will they be safe at the park? Do I have to worry about anything with them going to the park? Usually we'll let them go to the park by themselves and I make sure that my daughter takes her phone. And if anything happens, you know, my son or daughter can run back or call us and we can be there like that. Right. But do we want that to even happen? You see, that's the other issue, right? Like you want them to experience the world, but do you want to risk bad things happening to them? You know, I, I I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the the right answer is. The question I come back to is our parents didn't seem to wrestle with that. 
no they had no they, problem or if they did wrestle with it mm. they wrestled with it from a standpoint of gotta let the kids get out mm. they have to take risks and and you know they have to experience things i again i don't know that one's right or one's wrong i will say i i do feel like we live in, and this is one of the reasons why kids in the current and this is all over the news every day 24-hour news cycle fodder current generation of kids and teenagers are not socialized or socializable mm -hmm. to the same degree as prior generations and it's it's generally assumed it's because of this kind of uh, an entire generation of like super protective parenting well, there's that aspect of it, or you could be the other parent, which is kind of where I fall in. This is like in the effort to socialize your kids, you end up spending so much more of your free time getting them to socialize with other kids. So like you have to call the parents, you got to talk to the parents, you got to do all that stuff. Then you have little play dates and someone goes to their house or they come to my house. Or yeah, But again, I, you're, and you're not wrong. Like no. you, you are correct. In, in that that it, it creates demand on, on your end as the parent. But I also think back to, okay, that's true to a degree. But when I was a kid, I made the phone calls. I set up the play dates, you know, it, like I called my friends, even when I was like 10 years old, you know, yeah. I call like I, I did that work. Yeah. My parents didn't have to. Maybe my parents had to cart us around in the car or the minivan mm. or whatever. But I feel like parenting wise, maybe we're skipping the step of making that handoff to our kids, mm -hmm. like starting that when they're young and then handing it off to them and be like, okay, it's, it's, this is your job now. Yeah. You know, that's um, not really happening, at least not for our kids. Cause they start the conversation. Right. And then I get pulled in when I have to drive them someplace or I have to host. Right. Mm -hmm. So the kids come over, we have all this stuff in the backyard. We have a playground basically in our backyard. So all these kids come over and they play in the backyard or they go to the basement where I have a bunch of other stuff and they play down there. Right. Before that stuff even happens, they have conversations and they're like, mm -hmm. Oh, you know, what are you doing? You know, tomorrow's a free day. You want to come over, et cetera, et cetera. They have all that stuff. Like my son right now is playing video games with one of his friends. I didn't set that. I didn't set up that th that situation yeah. he called his friend on on the ipad he got his friend to, to agree to whatever they're doing and now they're playing video games downstairs so yeah. like that that part of it they they're still kind of organizing and doing that stuff the only thing that i'm part of when it comes to certain situations is making it so that they can have that time so like i'll take yeah. them there or give them the equipment they need or whatever two mm -hmm. quick follow-ups sure would you be cool with your son if he came and he, and he asked you and his mother, me and my friends are going to go ride bikes for the next couple hours? Yeah. You see, that that gets really kind of uh, hairy. I must, yeah, I knew, I knew it would. Yeah. Because that would have, you would have never would have given it a second thought when you were his age. No. Your friends would have right. been outside on their bikes and you would have been like, gotta go. And you would run out there and go with them. And your parents would be like, okay. Well, well when, when, he, we were, when we were kids, getting hit by a Buick was a rite of passage. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay, I, so I've, I seen, I've seen kids, I've seen kids get hit. So now, um, so to be fair, uh, my kids have gone on, on bike rides. So like, for example, my friend, he has this good friend. I mean, my, my son has this good friend. We take him over to his house and they're the type of parents that are not helicopter parents, which 
really kind of gets me nervous because I drop him off and then I find out later that he was, you know, screwing around riding the bikes everywhere. And uh, I've had discussions with him. It's just like, you can ride your bike or you can ride the bikes while you're over there, but you can't go all over the place. Stay within a certain amount of distance from the house. You can't because, I mean, they go all over the place. And that is a concern because even when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to go past the block. Like I wouldn't go further than than my own block. I stayed on my block. Yeah, that was true up to a certain point when I was a kid. But like Mm -hmm. by the time I was like 10, it was go and come back. You know, we're not going to ask questions. Yeah, my son is still a little too young for that. Now, I will say that by the time I was 16 and I had a driver's license, a lot of those rules regressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it was like, I, I, now I had the freedom. I, I could drive. I had access to a car, but it was, but it, it, everything got rolled back to, you can't go farther than this. You can't be gone longer than this, you know? And, and, and it, it was interesting, mm-hmm. you know, because like, apparently a bike is ultimate freedom. You can do whatever you want. We, we don't care. Just, as long as you're back home by dinner time, you know, but you can't go as but, far or as fast. Right. So you can't, yeah. you know, right. Right. Can't do as yeah. much damage. So exactly. So Primo, uh, all oh, the wait, same before, questions for you, but okay. Before we move on, I had a second follow-up to Edgar because his daughter's a preteen, right? Yeah. She's not a teenager yet, but nope. she will be soon. Mm. <laughs> go ahead. So, ask, ask your question. Okay. It makes me, it makes me nervous, but go for it. I, okay. Let's say your daughter is 15. Okay. And she can't drive yet. Yeah. But she tells you, uh, dad, me and my friends got Metro tickets and we're going to go into the city. Mm. They might go see a concert. Maybe they're going to a game. I don't know. Whatever teen girls are into now. We're going into the city. Mm. We'll be back later tonight. I won't be back in time for dinner. It has. So that discussion, whenever it happens, we'll, I'll have to have it with my wife. And her, but also I need to know who she's going with. Okay. Because I can trust her with the right kids, right? Yeah. But if she's with some kind of wild kid, I don't want nonsense happening. You know, so like, go ahead. What's the cutoff age? If she asks this question at 14, is it an automatic no? That's an automatic no. Okay. Uh, 15 maybe 16 i probably will do a little bit of what like dan's parents did where it was like yeah you can take the car yeah you can go to this movie at this time uh no you can't go to a concert at starting at nine o'clock and come home at noon at midnight you know now uh, again i don't know I, i would assume kids work the same way that they did when we were kids but like in my teens is when we moved out of the city and we were living in the burbs mm-hmm. and like many times I was like, Hey, we're going on riding bikes and we would ride our bikes to the Metro station and get Metro tickets and go into the city and hang out and, and then catch the Metro back, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was never any like discussion of that. It was not like, Hey, here are the, here are the plans. No, it was, Hey, we're going to go out riding bikes, you know? Yeah. I went to a private school a private high school and that school was located downtown. So I would just every day go downtown, you know, yeah. Yeah. and you know, there was plenty of nonsense that would happen. You know, you, you'd see a, you know, a, a homeless person change on the train. 
Uh, that was always fun. There was, you know, the occasional scary situation. But to your point, I mean, I made it out just fine, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so like the reality is, you're not always going to be getting the, uh, hey, can I go do this? Yeah. You're just going to go do it. I don't mm-hmm. know how, and, and like I had the benefit of like, I lived less than two miles away from a metro station. But so here's, like, it was here's, an easy bike ride. Here's the other difference between, um, at least us and say my daughter, she's, she's a girl. And that is, that is the risk there is different. And when it comes to being, sure. to being either attacked or any of these other situations that we worry about, usually the target is a girl you, and for various reasons, right? Uh, one of them is because they're smaller, right? And they're usually weaker, which is one of the many reasons I teach, uh, you know, I teach her self-defense and all that other stuff. I was going to say, but she's also a girl who you've taught to kill a man with her thumbs. Yeah, your daughter's so. literally a trained fighter. So... <sighs> So, like, the funny thing about that is I don't know how um, – y- if you guys saw how she trains, I think you'd change your mind about what, she, what she's actually doing when she's there. Because for her, it's a big old social event. She goes there, and it's, like, all her new friends, and she's hanging out <laughs> with her friends, and they're giggling and choking each other. And it's just like – I'm like, you guys, you, guys are, you guys are pretending to kill each other. You're yeah. not, it's not like a little ball that you guys have here going on. No, it's just that they're giggling, and they're having a good time, and it's not – it's not it's not like the the UFC training sessions that you see on YouTube and stuff. <laughs> it, you know, but I mean, but yeah, can she hurt someone uh if if um if someone tries to assault her possibly, yeah. If the person knows nothing, she might get a good chance to like choke the uh, the person out. I won't I won't deny that, but she is um uh, she is a girl and if the dude is much bigger, much stronger, um, yeah. No, you're, you're, and, and you're, you're right. But so Primo, you're, you're one daughter yes. or do you have, you know, I have one. but she's older. Right. And, and so you, you know, she was coming up, were you this protective, you know, or did she have the freedom to kind of wander and, and be a kid the well, way that um, we were kids? When I was raising her, I, I only got to raise her till she was five. So she was in, she had her little wild streak. She would run off and do crazy stuff. And I was told later on that she was pretty much a bookworm. Yeah. She didn't like going out at all. Her, her idea of, um, of, um, adventure was at a book that she got off of me. Yeah. But I was the complete opposite as Edgar. I was always out of my house. Yeah. I was always out of the house. I was always getting, especially back then. There wasn't much yeah. else to do, right? I mean, no, I would, I would take my bike. Like Edgar was limited to where he was going. He would go only allowed to go maybe one or two blocks from his house. I was allowed to go to his house, and he lived on thirtieth or thirty first, right? And yeah, Drake. so like eight blocks. And I lived on twenty second, mm-hmm. so I would just drive. I would just say, "Oh, I'm going to Edgar's," and there I was on the bike, and I would, I wouldn't come home till like nine o'clock. Yeah, I'm right. I'm leaving his house at nine. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, that, and that's crazy because your the area you lived in was rougher than mine. Right. You know, you, you only mm-hmm. had to worry about certain like streets on the way to my mm-hmm. house, but your your block was rough. Wait, mm-hmm. where? What was your block, Primo? Twenty second and Drake. Oh, I was I was pretty close. Yeah. I was twenty uh, eighth and Drake. Yeah. And six blocks. Yeah. So then, then from there, then he moved to thirty first, then a block off of Keeler. Yeah. So that extended my ride. Yeah. 
from 22nd and Drake all the way to over there. Yeah, that's yeah. further. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go to your house, but that was the only other place I would go because there was really no other place I would go, you know, but like I would yeah. go to your house, uh, Primo, but I never stayed that late. No, uh, you were only going by five or six. For sure, before out. it got yeah, before it got dark, yeah. Right. My as we were growing up, when I was smaller, yes, there was a rule. Like as yeah. soon as the lights came on, you're in the house. Yeah. You know, we're not even allowed to play in the yard because that's how bad it was in my neighborhood. You know, but as I got older, they were like, get in the house. You know the rule. Yeah. You can play in the yard, but you can't. You can't go anywhere. You can't go outside. You. I wasn't and, even allowed to stand on front. And that's. That's, I guess, the trick, right? The Mm -hmm. trick to parenting is knowing when it's time to start letting go. Right. When when is the kid old enough and capable enough where you can start letting go and relaxing on those those protective boundaries? And you know, it's different for everybody. It's it. but I totally, I, I wanted to ask that question. Now it, it was like a five minute diversion. Now we've been railing about this probably for like 15, 20 minutes. But I, I, I was just wrong. curious because it just <laughs> seems so very different. And like, I get stuck on that concept of mm-hmm. we're so much more protective of our kids for so much longer than we were at, when we were kids, than our parents were when we were kids. And the world is a much much safer more connected like easier to navigate place and and so you would think that we would be maybe less concerned but it's the the opposite we're so terrified for our kids Mm -hmm. now so i think that would be an excellent like plot point or something for the movie for yeah. the sequel to the Goonies. for the sequel to the Goonies, right. I think like Kwan can be one of those guys who are like super protective of their kids, yeah. And then like they're one of the other parents has a more free thinking approach to parenting, and so there's that conflict, right? Meanwhile, the kids are out causing havoc or whatever they're doing, you know, finding finding treasure in another in another boat or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah. But anyway, so you only had the one movie. The music you're listening to is titled Never Know by Swift. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. All right, that's it, man. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Check out our links. Check out the sponsors. Check out our team. Check out the website. Everything you need is in the description. Thank you so much for listening. This is Zegar Otra Vez. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters. <laughs>